Good morning. I hope that you've uh, all had a good week uh, this week. And I pray that the uh, message this morning to you is a blessing. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you all uh, next week. But if you have your uh, Bibles and you want to read along with the scripture that we'll be in today, we will be in the book of Galatians uh, chapter 1. Uh, verses 11 through 24, uh, quite a few uh, verses to read today. Uh, Galatians 1, <clears throat> 11 through 24. And the Word of God says this, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For we have heard of my conversation and time past in the Jews religion how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews religion above many my equals in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my fathers but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. But after, but other of the apostles saw I none save James, the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they had, on, had heard only that, that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed. And they glorified God in me. Dear Lord, we thank you for this service that we're having today lord i pray that you watch over us that you lead god and direct and lord I, I thank you for the many blessings that you've placed in our lives lord i pray that you watch over those that are uh, going through tough times lord i pray that you watch over those that are uh, hurting uh, lord i pray that for the ones in the hospitals and nursing homes lord uh, overseas fighting in different wars and lord i lord i know that you know what they need be in their lives and continue to lift them up bless them and uh, continue to give us what we need. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. With the continuation of the book of Galatians, we've uh, sort of broke it down the last two weeks. Paul had a salutation, and uh, Paul is focusing here in the uh, shift in Galatians chapter 1. And we get to verse 11. We, we've already covered the salutation. We've already covered the, the problem that they're having that they are doubting uh, Paul and, and taking a lot of work-based religion into their lives instead of using faith. And we get to this, and Paul is trying to explain once again uh, about what's going on. Uh, Paul is uh, trying to tell them that it is a false accusation about what has been said about him. Now, <laughs> If you've been in, uh, I don't want to say religion, if you've been in church or if you've been a Christian very long, you are going to have false accusers in your life. I guarantee it. 
And I'll especially say that preachers are often the brunt of false accusations. Uh, you will be uh, testif or testified or told about or lied about, whatever word you want to use, uh, uh, about what's going on in your life. There will be more ugly things said about preachers than there will be about anybody else in the church. And uh, Do I think that I am uh, not I have a target on my back? Do I think that I... I can go through life and, and think that I won't be accused of certain things. No, I, I don't think that. And I want you to know, I'm not just trying to point out and single myself out, say that I'm going to be more falsely accused than anybody else. Uh, Christians today are falsely accused. Uh, any way that, the, that can be turned or can be flipped, uh, uh, you can try to be hurt. I mean, there have been multiple... Uh, evangelist over the years there are evangelists uh, probably close to your own home or church or you even know stories of evangelists and i'm not saying that all of them are false i'm just saying that there are a lot of gossiping there's a lot of hate that is spread immediately on preachers now one of the main objectives of this these people in this town was to discredit paul and if you discredit the messenger, you'll discredit the message. And that's very easy to, to try to do and try to undermine the gospel by undermining Paul. And they spread rumors that, about Paul uh, that he wasn't a real apostle. They also tried to discredit Paul's motives. They told people that Paul was self-appointed. You know, that guy just decided, uh, you know, he probably wasn't making enough money uh, preaching to the Jews, so he's just going to preach to y'all and try to make more money. Uh, Paul was doing this, so now he, he he watered down the gospel to make it more appealing. That's what they try to say. Do we not hear something like that today? Oh, well, that preacher don't preach the word. Uh, that preacher, uh, he, he don't preach what, what the Bible says. That's why he's got that big crowd over at his church. That's why he's getting all them followers. And uh, I, I just shake my head when I when I hear things like that, you know. And they might be true, but nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, most people ain't ever even been to that church to even hear the God what's being preached. They just take somebody else's word for it. And that's that's kind of what's going on with Paul's followers right here in this in this bit in Galatians. Is all these things are being said about Paul, and other people are hearing it. Even though they were had first-hand knowledge, they believed it. They accused him of being a people pleaser. Well, he does, he'll just say what men want to hear. Paul had to prove that his motives were godly in verse 10. In verse 9, Paul had pronounced a curse upon false teachers. Is anybody that preaches a different gospel than I'm trying to preach to you is a curse. We get to verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Paul's condemnation of these, these false teachers, hey, that didn't fit the bill of a people pleaser. If he was a people pleaser, he wouldn't have been trying to offend anybody. He said there's a curse. He said they're condemned. He, he said these people ain't right. If he was a people pleaser, he would have went around that topic. Obviously, his motive was not to simply please people. He wasn't interested in entertaining people. He wasn't interested 
and trying to be a big show, he was interested in saving people. He wanted nothing short of God's will to be done. And there are Christians today who are not like Paul. There are some people pleasers today who are soft in their doctrine and are long on their little sweet talk. There are some who would rather please men than please God. And as for Paul, his only motive was to please God and God alone. And Paul was called. And we're going to spend some time just a little bit this morning on focusing how he was called and who he was called to. There are three G's in Paul's calling, and this is very interesting to me to look at. And Paul was called by God. Paul was called by God to preach the gospel. And Paul was called by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Those three G's. Called by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Now the first thing I want to look at is Paul being called by God, which he covers in verses 11 through 12. I want you to know, now, now I'm going to be using some NIV, swapping back and forth to KJV to NIV, but I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel I preached is not something that is man made up. I want you to know the beginning of that message, it means to, I want to make known with certainty. That's what the Greek means. It's in common English, it would almost be like saying, let me make it clear. The gospel I preach is not man-made. There is a standard for judging all of man's theories of salvation. If it has been made a man-made gospel, it would not be a gospel of grace. If it was a man-made gospel, it would cater to man's pride. It would, it would be a method for man to save himself without God's help. Instead of amazing grace that we sing, it would be, I did it my way. That's, that's what we would be preaching instead. That's what we would be singing instead. Now, the Greek word used here, I preached, means to declare good news in the Greek. The gospel that I gospeled, <laughs> the good news that I good news. You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not bad news from man. The gospel is good news from God. That's what makes it good news. Paul's message was not received from man. He covers that in verse 12. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. That statement was directed right at the people accusing him. They had received their message from traditions of men. They didn't have a revelation from God. They had a tradition from men. Today, we have a word from God. Amen? And, and what it's called is the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. There are some today who depend more on the traditions of men than on the revealed word of God. Rather than study the Bible, they study man's interpretation of it. Can I hear an amen with that? My goodness. I am so sick of going to different studies or hearing people break down uh, ideas and they're just using somebody else's work, somebody else's interpretation to hold a gospel truth. Well, the only thing we need is the gospel. Now, yes, of course, I read interpretations. Yes, of course, I read books that uh, give opinions on certain pieces in Scripture, but 
I can't teach that as authority. That can only give me enlightenment. That can only show me a, a different door that I haven't opened yet. We today, as God's people, we have to study the Word of God, the Bible. We don't have to study somebody else's opinion. Rather than and, and studying the Bible, people are using somebody else's interpretation. Everything that people know a lot of times is received from man and taught by man. On the other hand, when Paul's trying to say this, there is no human source for my message. You hear people say that that book is written by men and for men and they don't know what they're talking about. This book, this holy Bible was authored by God. The gospel he preached was not man's invention. Scripture did not come by the will of man. The holy men of God spoke these words and wrote these words as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It's the truth. Paul's message was directly from God. And that's at the end of verse 12. I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Paul says his message was given to him directly from God. It came by revelation of Jesus. Revelation means, I don't even want to try to pronounce the Greek word. It pretty much means an unveiling of a secret. He unveiled it. Jesus was not only the source of that revelation. He was also the object of that revelation. In Acts 9, it tells us how Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul had a personal encounter with Jesus on the road. And before that time, Paul persecuted the church. Before that time, Paul denied the doctrines of the church. He denied the Lord of the, of the church, Jesus Christ. But then... On the Damascus Road, he had an encounter with the Lord of the church, and it changed his life. On the road to Damascus, the veil of the spiritual ignorance was lifted. Paul got a revelation from the Almighty, and Paul got a revelation of the Almighty. He was never the same again. Praise the Lord. The next thing that we see here is Paul was called by God, and Paul was called by God to preach the gospel. In verse 13, we see that his persecution proved his gospel. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. Everyone knew the gospel was resisted and opposed by the Jews. Paul used this knowledge as a reverse proof of his apostolic calling. Uh, Paul was a Jew who had converted to Christianity. This was a sign that something drastic had taken place in his life. Paul used to persuade the church, but now he defended it. He used to persecute the church. This was proof that this gospel was real. God had touched Paul and still touches people today. It was a big change in his life to be so big, to be such a big teacher in Judaism, to persecute the church and be an upright standing Jew and to turn from that and accept Christ. What a story. The gospel changed Paul's life and it still changes lives today. Paul's former position in verse 14, it talks about what he used to do. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many Jews. 
of my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Paul was not just a Jew. He was a Jew among Jews. He was advancing in Judaism. Judaism was a religion filled with loopholes and hypocrisy, and it, presented, it prevented them from obeying the law of God. Hypocrites stood on street corners uh, shouting their loud prayers. These hawkers, they would pay attention to, to alms being given. Paul had de was deceived into believing that this was godly. He had followed the Jewish traditions that had excelled before him and that had brought him up to where he was. And by the grace of God, Paul went from persecutor to preacher. No human explanation could account for the change in Saul's life. The people that were preaching against what Paul was teaching was preaching salvation by works. God's message is salvation by grace. Take your Bible and write that in the front of it in the very front page, the cover. If you want to go to the front, it is not about works. If you want to write that salvation is by grace and underline grace maybe two or three times, if somebody tries to tell you that there's something else that you have to do, some way that you have to live, some way that you have to dress, some way that you have to speak, some way that you have to do anything in your life, they're wrong. Salvation is by grace. God's part, and then there's my part. That's the way I got saved. I don't know how you got saved, but that's how I got saved. I got saved because he did enough to save me. It was by grace. I did nothing for it. He laid it down for me, and he loved me enough to give it to me for free. He was called by God. He was called by God to preach the gospel. And he was called by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Verse 15 through 16. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach among the Gentiles. In the KJV, it says unto the heathen. <laughs> That's the Gentiles. Here we find the ultimate purpose of Paul's calling. It was not for salvation alone, but for service. Paul was saved to serve. And if you don't think that you're not called to serve, you're wrong. Paul was saved to serve, and so are we. Every believer is created in Jesus Christ unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk therein. That's seen in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul said that I might preach him. The final object of God's call to Paul was that I might preach him. That I might preach him. Not just a message, but a person. Christ was the sum total of Paul's message. Paul was not merely called to proclaim a plan of salvation he wasn't called to proclaim the god of salvation he, he he was called to proclaim the savior the god of salvation that i might preach among the gentiles to reveal in 16a to reveal his son in me so that i might preach among the gentiles or the heathen god didn't just tell paul to preach and what to preach God told Paul where to preach. God sent Paul to preach to the Gentiles. 
Now, the people in this town tried to take their own message to Galatia. And Paul was sent to take God's message to Galatia. Paul was sent. The people spreading this gospel in this town of Galatia, they just went. Galatia didn't need the traditions of the Jews preached to them. They needed the Savior preached to them. They didn't need a bunch of bull talked to them. They didn't need everything else. The people of that town had presented a false gospel, a tradition. I've preached traditions before. Traditions, I tell you what, if, if you're a churchgoer today, that ought to make you sick at your stomach to think if you are teaching and preaching tradition. It's just grace. It's just Jesus. Paul had went in and, and, and taught them just Jesus, and that's all it took. They were so easily swayed and confused and, and lost. But I want you to know something. That's as simple as it gets. I don't know if old Paul could go through these certain things. I, I don't know if when I get to see Paul in heaven and then I get to talk to him or see Jesus and get to talk to him, you know, <clears throat> he's going to tell me about some of these things that went on. And I, I think I know him firsthand. The church today is so easily confused and set back by these false teachers, by these people that want to hold on to traditions. And you know who you are. I've been around enough people that hold on to traditions. Hold on to what grandma and grandpa did. Well, if that's what grandma and grandpa did, this is, this is good enough for me. Uh, that's not the gospel. <laughs> and I think that I, anybody that's hearing this message this morning, if you've, got it, if you've got this far, you can truly say that, yes, I have been hung up on traditions. And I can raise my hand this morning and say, yes, I have been hung up on traditions before. I have taught traditions. I have been wrong. I have done this and done that. I know it. Paul said you don't need those traditions. Get rid of them. Paul says you need Jesus. In fact, anybody teaching anything other is accursed. Get rid of them. Get rid of it in your life. And you might not think it's traditions, but if you really sit back and think about it, yeah, it's a tradition. I've been caught more times than one teaching something I thought was gospel, but after I really thought about it, it was really tradition. Just what it was what Daddy always said. It's what Papa always said. It's what the preacher always said. Today we have to preach the gospel. The simplicity of grace. The simplicity of it being in your life. If we can do that today, if we can hold on to the simplicity of the salvation message, which is through grace, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we've got it right. I hope and I pray that the message has been a blessing to you today. I hope and pray that everybody listening to the message today, if you haven't come to know Jesus Christ, I hope that you do before it's too late. I hope and I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. I hope and I pray that you've received that grace, that you've 
accepted forgiveness of your sins, but was shed on the blood of the cross at Calvary. That's, that, that grace is still as strong today as it was back then, and I tell you what, it don't get any weaker. It, I think it might be getting better in a, lot, in a lot of ways. I hope you have a blessed day.